Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. It is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. It's a Friday morning, and it's the final day of our three-day spring fundraiser before we get to Memorial Day weekend. We've been asking over the last couple of days, and certainly we ask you this morning that if you have not yet uh, given to the uh, JM and the AM fundraiser, in support of JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network, please do so this morning. We want to make this the biggest of the three days, of course, make it a big success and um, and get support from, from everyone and from everywhere. Um, there are a couple of really good methods to use to, uh, to donate this morning. One happens to be the United States Postal Service because many of you have, uh, probably already have in your home or in your office, an envelope that you've received from us if you're on our mailing list. That's that's the best way. I shouldn't say the best way. It's one of the ways to uh, support us, sending a generous donation through the mail. I thank you for that. Uh, the best way to support us immediately and have us see that support within seconds, literally, is to go to the website, fjbunity.org, FJB's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, and um, pledge as generously as possible. Actually, on that site, you'd be donating literally at that moment as generously as possible. And a lot of people have done this yesterday and overnight, and we do have a lot of people to thank, and I will likely go through the entire list of everyone who's helped us over the last few days um, uh, at at different points during this broadcast. (coughs) So I ask you to please join that list, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, the general manager of the Nahum Siegel Network is Miriam L. Wallach. Miriam, good morning to you. Good morning, Nahum. A lot of good reasons why people around the world should be supporting us and should be making sure to contribute something to our uh, to our annual fundraiser, this being the final day. Anybody who hasn't given yet should give now at fjbunity.org. And you know what's a, a, one of the heartwarming things about this week is, again, we've learned because of the incredible reaction of our audience to our plea Again, we've learned that no one, it seems, is doing what we are doing out there on a daily basis. Well, you and I say that consistently, both on and off the air. But I think the most important word, the most important point that you just made, is that globally we have had a reaction, both from our listeners in terms of this fundraiser and both in terms of the reaction that we get to our programming and to our projects and to our specials. They understand that what we are trying to do with the Nachum Siegel Network under your tutelage is provide a Jewish community on a global basis. And it's working. And we thank God for that, and we thank our listeners for that. We thank our sponsors for that. They saw the, vis- the, vis- the, <laughs> the vision. They saw the vision. They heard our cry. And they see that this what the- they are doing that. 
We are the only ones doing that. Whatever it is, whatever the that is, it's us who are doing it. And I don't say this by patting ourselves on the back. I take a tremendous amount of pride in the work that we do. That's for sure, 100%. But this is not a kochiva otsam yadi. It is not at my own strength that we are doing this and we are successful. You and I say this all the time. We are a team of hardworking individuals who understand that it is only a team of hardworking individuals that can change the world. Yeah. And people listen, and, and, and they're responding, and we appreciate that, and we need their support now. And by the way, that team includes our listeners. They're an important part of the team, especially when it comes to this time of year when we need their support. And, you know, you've always made the point that, um, and you've made this point often, unfortunately, during times of communal tragedy, uh, that we see our listenership skyrocket because people want a place to gather together with others from our community. And this way they could do it virtually, and this way they could do it at, at an instant, in an instant, I should say. But one thing we've seen over the last couple of months, and I know that this has been the case you know, for years and years, but it's been so acute over the last couple of months because of these episodes, is that when Israel 70 takes place, a celebration, and when uh, the embassy move takes place, a celebration, and when other celebratory um, days occur on the Jewish calendar, it's another time when we see everyone coming together and everyone having this desire to be with each other, even if it's through this means, even if it's through this virtual uh, community. And therefore, <laughs> the, the pitch and the, what we've always said that you know, in, in desperate times or difficult times, we are there for everybody. I think now we can definitively say in times of celebration, when we're looking to just you know, to join together with everybody else and celebrate, we are here as a community. Absolutely. You, know, you said something uh, at the beginning um, about about our listeners, about thanking our listeners. There's a wonderful children's book that is the last in the series, and it was the last children's book that this writer was going to write. And he had a number of different characters that he had drawn over the years thank each other throughout the book. And then the last couple of pages in the book, when the characters are all saying goodbye to each other, they realize they've missed someone. And they turn, the uh, quote-unquote, the, the characters then look at, the, at you, the reader, and say, we need to thank our readers. And they thank, and they, and you're thanked as the reader. Could you imagine what this fundraiser would look like if each listener thanked each other with a donation? <laughs> Don't do it in our honor. We appreciate your support. Don't get us wrong. Do it in the honor of someone you know who listens, and that could be you. You deserve an honor. Why not? You get it. If you're listening you get it. If you tuned in for five minutes and became hooked with our app, then you get it. When you listen, when you give us feedback, positive or otherwise, when you want us to do something different, when you want to improve us, or when you just enjoy five minutes of banter, or Malcolm Holmline on Fridays, or Rabbi Yudin, or Yeshiva League Sports, whatever it is, if you enjoy that through the Nachum Siegel Network, through JM and the AM, then support that. Then honor that and make a donation. The list of uh, the list is endless. You you just hit the tip of the iceberg. The list is endless of what we what we do and what we fit into our programming. Everybody out there, uh, what can we say? It's the final day. We are extremely grateful to everybody who's given already. Do what you can. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and give as generously as possible. It's an error of Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Parshas Nasso here in the United States. We embark on Memorial Day weekend. But before you head to vacation or before you take your days off,
Um, before anything else, support us as generously as possible. FJBUnity.org. There's also a phone number that you could utilize and either leave a pledge on the voicemail or speak directly with whoever uh, answers uh, from our staff, and that's 877-4-NAHUM, 877-4-NAHUM, 877-4-NAHUM. Miriam Al-Wallach, I thank you. We'll speak later on, and I hope people, uh, in fact, respond and understand that this is the final day that we're doing this kind of push. It's a little unusual, frankly. <laughs> it's a little unusual that that we insist on going uh, in presenting our regular format and not canceling any of our features even and any of our conversations even during this very very short fundraising half of a week it's a very unusual practice most most would cancel everything and just continue to pitch for hours and hours but this is what we do we we understand that the our regular program is important and certainly wanted and desired by our audience uh, all we ask is that everybody acknowledge it and to show your appreciation at fjbunity.org. Mary Malwallach will speak later on, and I thank you for uh, for your words, and hopefully the early morning listeners will come through. No, absolutely not. It's my pleasure. It is a pleasure to work this hard. It is a pleasure to work this hard for our listeners. And by the way, just as a side point, if we told people we were canceling Naomi <laughs> right, <laughs> so that we could bring more of the marathon, I'm not sure we would have any listeners anymore. We but may- that's... That's exactly our point. We may have a revolt if that happens. Exactly, because Naomi's show is great, and the Arab Shabbos show is great, and and we appreciate that. We, we this is not a question of preempting our program. This is a pro- question of strengthening our programming. Memorial Day weekend's on the way. Before it starts, everybody, fjbunity.org. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Da 
J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning on this era of Shabbos. It's Mordechai Shapiro with the Nigun Simcha. That's quite a song. Off of the album Machar, you heard Bo Near Code. That's Michal Przanski, the Kindelach had Anabakoach. And you heard a couple from Avramel, Avram Fried with uh, Yerushalayim Shabalev and Achim Banefesh on a Friday morning broadcast. Memorial Day weekend to set the start, but we can't let it start without uh, day three of our fundraiser being a success. Those of you who have not yet contributed to uh, allow us at JMM and the Nachum Single Network to keep on going for yet another year at this listener-supported outfit, uh, please do so. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and uh, give as uh, generously as possible. Donate there with the donate button, and um, be a supporter of JMM and the Nachum Single Network. All through the uh, the rest of five seven seven eight and a good portion of five seven seven nine. Candle lighting time at seven fifty five on this Arab Shabbos Parshas Nusso here in the New York area. Thank all of you who are listening from around the world. We do take contributions from around the world. Uh, a lot of people in Israel and other countries, including all the way in Australia, have been supporters of ours during this fundraiser. So no matter where you are, no matter where you're listening. Please realize your donation goes a long way, a very long way in keeping us going for yet another year. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. <laughs> Listener Devora says, I certainly hope we get to hear Stacy Siegel. It's the best part of the marathon. I don't know if she's going to be available toward the end of this show. Um, but if not, then I can almost guarantee you that at some point, um, during one of these, uh, mini fundraisers, she'll certainly be joining us. That's for sure. Um, but she, along with everybody in the Siegel family and beyond would love for us to experience a wonderful and, um, and productive and successful fundraiser. Many of you have gotten the mailing. If you're on our mailing list, you've gotten the mailing at home. Um, where we ask you to be as generous as possible and support us for another year. If you've gotten that and you've returned it already, thank you. If you've gotten it and haven't returned it yet but intend to do so, we thank you for that as well. We also pointed out uh, earlier this morning that there is a phone number you can call and actually speak with one of our staff members or leave a message with your uh, with your pledge information, and that's 877-4-NAHOM, 877-4-NAHOM. And then N-A-C-H-U-M. There's a list and a, a voluminous list of uh, different things that we bring you each and every day and each and every week. Just at JM and the AM. I'm not even going into our other hosts and uh, other niche programming like our uh, Naomi Nachman cooking show, Table for Two, um, or food show, I should say. Uh, I'm not even going into the uh, different hosts that present amazing programming every single day and every single week. Uh, just here on JM and the AM, from our incredible contributions of Rabbi David Goldwasser and, of course, Rabbi Yudin on Friday morning, and the Yeshiva League Sports Update, and our community calendar announcements, and our conversations with people who are running important events in the community. You know, yesterday, here on this program, we spoke about a very, very important event 
that is happening in the five towns this coming Monday. And those of you out there who have an opportunity, um, it's a it's a wonderful chance to make our children and our families aware of a lot of different safety measures. It's a uh, Achiezer and Jewish Home presentation of a free event called the Community Safety Fair. The Community Safety Fair happening this Monday, Memorial Day, starting at 2 p.m. at the Lawrence Middle School. It's going to feature Pumpadisa. It's going to feature a free carnival. And, of course, a lot of safety instructions, a lot of safety education. So we spoke about this yesterday, brought this to your attention. There are people now who are going to be going, and really people whose children will be educated on so many important things regarding safety because of it. That's one of the things we do here at JM and the AM. We bring to your attention important things that are happening around the world, important causes that need support, important causes that need reaction, that need action, important causes that you need to be aware of. Um, so all this together with this that I just described, with all the great music, uh, Malcolm Honeline and the weekly update, which is going to be coming up later on this morning, and all the different things that you've come to expect from us on a daily basis, we say, please, please take the time and make the effort right now, a small effort, to support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network going forward, uh, whether it's a $100 donation or 180 or 360 or 500 We've had some great generous donations over the last couple of days. Uh, I ask you to just dig deep and support us as best as you can fjbunity.org is the website fjbunity.org and we'll thank a bunch of people coming up uh, who have been so helpful over the last couple of days uh, as this three-day fundraiser has unfolded and as it's reached uh, its final day today you know uh, earlier um uh on uh, on thursday yesterday uh we spoke to cantor joel kaplan and again, our warm wishes to the Kaplan and Levin family as they continue uh, to recover in the aftermath of the terrible tragedy on Pesach. Uh, but Joel was on speaking about an event happening this Tuesday. Congregation Beth Shalom has their annual cantorial concert. And, and right after that, uh, Joel and the Kaplan family went ahead and donated um, a 10 times high donation in memory of his daughter and in memory of, uh, of his future son-in-law. Um, and um, and we appreciate that. We appreciate those who uh, are able and have access to the airwaves and, and through this medium to many listeners to get the word out, who then go ahead and respond in kind uh, by thanking us with support. Uh, Partners in Torah, who we featured recently, came through with an amazing donation yesterday during the day, a $500 donation, again, to keep us going so we could continue to do what we did for them with the 25th anniversary celebration information that we did when they had their big tribute dinner a couple of weeks ago. And that, uh, and, and that enables us to go ahead and do that for other organizations and other dinners and events that are so important in the Jewish community. So we have a unique opportunity here, a unique opportunity, as we said earlier with Miriam L. Wallach, a unique opportunity to gather together every single day as a community and to, uh, and to feel a, a kinship with each other in good times, in bad times, in difficult times, in challenging times, and to come together as a community every single day. I have stated and continue to state that we are a proven commodity, that for 35 years, you know, you could turn us on and just enjoy 
and um, and be inspired by what you hear. Yesterday, last night, had the privilege and the pleasure of uh, being at the uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School dinner. It was a spectacular event. It was really a spectacular event. And each one of the honorees um, were cited for playing such important roles in the development of the school, uh, which is now celebrating its 70th annual dinner last night. And um, Barry and Simon Jacob were the guests of honor, and they uh, and, and Simon will join us later on during this show. And um, Jody and Dr. Stephen Reich, um, who and Dr. Reich, by the way, uh, has agreed to visit us here at JM in the AM. He is one of the most fun people with the most amazing journey to Judaism, um, uh, to, to observant Judaism. Uh, that I have heard in quite a while. So he is going to join us at some point to please God. Rabbi Richard Kirsch, it was amazing to reunite with him and to and to be there to pay tribute to him as well with all the incredible formal and informal education that he's given so many Jewish students over the years. And uh, this all happened last night, and people are coming over to me at this dinner um, with a completely different attitude from what I heard from so many people 14 months ago. 14 months ago, 15 months ago, people were telling us uh, how frustrated they are, that it's difficult for them to listen now uh, with our new arrangement, with our new old digital format. And and last night, practically the same people, same certainly the same category of people, were coming over how amazing it is, how amazing it is to hear us clearly each day and when the need to, to, to tune in by telephone, by calling the phone number uh, is necessary, that's so easy. And when they're able to tune in with the app, that's so easy and clear. And, and they continue to spread the word to others now at this point. They become advocates and deputies of ours because they see how easy it is and they know that there's so many people who would love to be part of all this, who would love to be part of the community that I just described earlier. So... All we need to keep going is our sponsorships and our listener support to always be there for us. That is it. And we have wonderful sponsors, as you know, a lot of people that get involved in our projects that we cite all the time. And we have wonderful listeners who keep our listener support going as well. So join us now, fjbunity.org. Give as generously as possible, fjbunity.org fjbunity.org. Wanted to mention, by the way, our friends at Uden's Appliances, the kosher appliance specialists who feature Wolf and Sub-Zero appliances. Remember, Wolf and Sub-Zero are Star K certified. Uh, Uden's Appliances are open Memorial Day weekend. They are open Memorial Day weekend. So those of you who have been uh, waiting to get your new uh, microwave, your new oven, your new um, grill, your new refrigerator, your new dishwasher. If you've been waiting, now's a good time. Memorial Day weekend, Uden's is open. You can search online Uden's Appliances and visit them in Wyckoff or in Passaic, New Jersey. More coming up. It's our fundraiser. Fundraiser 2018, final day of this short spring fundraiser. You can give all year round. That's one of the things we've, uh, we've changed from years past. Now we welcome donations all through the year. But now during this intense three days, we ask if you haven't yet supported us, please do so. FJBUnity.org. You're listening to JM in the AM. 
J.M. and the A.M. Friday morning on this era of Shabbos Parshas Nusso. Candle lighting in New York is uh, 7.55 on this era of Shabbos. Um, 
Oh, you know what? This is an announcement that has to be made later on. We we actually, yeah, if you, if you give a donation and you specifically ask for an announcement to be made at a specific time, we are going to try our best to accommodate that. We've we've proven we're almost we're almost good at that. We missed a couple of them, but uh, we're going to try to make that up to everybody. Uh, I want to thank uh, Goldie Teicher, a three times high donation in memory of her husband, Naftali Teicher. And we thank her and we thank all the listeners. Uh, yesterday, got an amazing donation from Steve Cohn and the uh, Seneca Club in uh, Brooklyn and from everybody at his firm. Um, a 10 times high donation, and that came in in memory of Mr. Deer. And uh, it's funny that um, just a moment ago, a listener Devora on the app uh, spoke about some of our marathon traditions, some of which we we still maintain, others that we uh, we do have. Uh, you know, we still do bring back sporadically, maybe not as regularly. Um, but one of the things we miss certainly is some of the people that we met and that always hung out with us during our fundraising marathons. And those of you who are longtime listeners, you know, among them, Mr. Israel Deer, who we simply referred to as, uh, Mr. Deer, even though he, he insisted that we call, <laughs> that we call him Shia, which was his, uh, Hebrew name. We never really adjusted to that. He was always Mr. Dear to us, and uh, as you heard from the uh, the pledge and the contribution from Steve Cohen and his uh, and his family and his and his workplace, uh, we remember uh, Mr. Dear fondly, as we remember a lot of people who had so much of a of an impact on us, uh, volunteering and being part of our team for so long. Some of whom are no longer with us, like Mr. Dear, like Mrs. Strassman. And others, so we remember them when we uh, when we open up the um, when we open up the phone lines, and in this case, when we open up our FJB Unity site, we ask people to support us. They certainly come to mind. Want to thank uh, Razla Mandel of Brooklyn, New York, uh, donated four times high in honor of the Dayan and Duchin families, and I thank you for that. Um, we'll get to some of our uh, donors from uh, overnight. That um, they contributed uh, either late last night or very, very early this morning, depending on where around the world they are. And we'll do that to, to start the uh, next hour here at JM in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. In the background is. Oh, do we have Galitzel in the background? I thought we did. But it seems that we don't. Hmm. All right. We may actually not have our news from Israel this morning. It seems. Not sure why, but... um, Seems that... uh, not everything is working the way it should with our computer system. Um, all right, we'll have to work on this and uh, and figure it all out, as they say here at uh, JM in the AM. All right, we will figure it out, please God, <laughs> and find out what's uh, what's happening with our phone system. Meanwhile, we move into hour number two of uh, day three of our fundraiser here at JM and the AM. Uh, Give generously by uh, contributing at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. You can call 877-4-NACHUM, 
877, the number four, and then N-A-C-H-U-M. This is the final day of Spring Fundraiser 2018 at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM with Micha Gammerman. It's called Bowie Kala. Uh, before that, Hodul Hashem done by Eitan Katz. Friday morning broadcast on this era of Shabbos Parshas Nusso. I apologies about the news from Israel. Seems we're having a uh, <laughs> some type of computer situation here in our main studio. And hopefully it'll be repaired or corrected very, very soon. Meanwhile, we continue uh, by asking you to be as generous as possible and make day three of our fundraiser as successful as possible. It's fjbunity.org. Again, fjbunity.org. That's the website. We'll be thanking people in just a few minutes. fjbunity.org. And um, uh, those of you who want to speak to a, a person, or at the minimum, because it's so early in the morning, uh, leave a, a voicemail. On our special telephone number for pledges, it's 877-4-NACHUM, 877-4-NACHUM, and then N-A-C-H-U-M. And of course, those of you who have envelopes in your home that have arrived by the United States Postal Service, you know what we request. We request that you get those envelopes back to us as soon as possible with your generous donations, and I thank you for keeping us going. How about some brand new Miami?
J.M. and the A.M. Yerach Mill, Begun Miami Boys Choir. A couple of brand new ones off the uh, new album entitled Forever, uh, Leo Lomvoed. And uh, Yerach Mill um, uh, has uh, agreed, has uh, acknowledged, has confirmed that I'll be here Thursday morning, this coming Thursday morning here at J.M. and the A.M. Yerach Mill, Begun. He'll be with us in a... Um, And an opportunity to uh, introduce his brand new music uh, to officially debut. I know we've played it already, but we'll officially do the world debut. And of course, the conversation of note all about the brand new album. It's all going to be happening this coming Thursday with your Achmiel Begun in the studio at JM in the AM. Well, it's fundraising week here at JM in the AM. More accurately, it's the final day of our three-day fundraiser as we ask everybody to um, support JM in the AM. And by the way, listener Devora. <laughs> I have confirmed with uh, with Stacy Siegel that today is not going to be possible. But uh, but later on in June, hopefully on a Friday, when we again remind people just how important it is to support the show, um, hopefully on a Friday late in June, uh, she will join us. Uh, hopefully live in studio uh, with her discussion and analysis of uh, why it's important to support JM and the AM. So we'll hopefully have that for you as we continue all the traditions, but differently than. Uh, then we presented them in past years. In past years, all the traditions were tossed into a couple of days toward the end of the fundraiser, and now all of our traditions, thank God, are spread out throughout the year, all the different things that we get to do and all the fun we get to have. So we'll have that for you coming up. Monday's Memorial Day here in the U.S. Before Memorial Day weekend begins, we ask all of you to give generously to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network during our three-day fundraiser. We do have Malcolm Holmline coming up. He will join us. With the weekly update, we'll go through the events of the week and talk about what's happening in this amazing world of ours. That'll be happening at about 7.40 this morning. On this era of Shabbos, Parsha's Nusso. Candlelighting in New York, 7.55. 7.55 is candlelighting in the New York area. And, um, yeah, 7.55, candlelighting in the New York area. And um, a lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Hi, I'm David Burson's next. It's JM in the AM.
Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Chaim David Burson at JM and the AM. On this Erev Shabbos, Parsha's Nusso. Candlelighting time, 7.55. Fundraising marathon, <clears throat> day three of our spring fundraiser. Yeah, fundraiser would be more accurate than marathon. It's not really a marathon because it's only a couple of days. Miriam Al-Wallach is with us live via telephone. She's the general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network. Good morning again, Miriam Wallach. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, listeners. It's time for me to get, how do I put this? It's time for me to brag a bit. <laughs> one, of the, one of the reasons I asked you to uh, to come on the air, because you'll tolerate this, frankly. 
Uh, we're getting toward the end, the last 90 minutes officially of this intense spring fundraiser. We know that we are, we have other times of the year that we fundraise, but this is the most intense to say the least. And when we ask everybody to be as generous as possible, and when I say brag, I'm going to say to you the following, and I know that you'll confirm it. There are so many people out there, unlike 30 years ago, when relatively few people were in this industry, in our community, there are so many people out there who are quote-unquote presenting programming 24 hours a day on a daily basis because now of the uh, advent of the uh, of the web and the ease with which one can do so, apps, etc. I will say to our listeners this morning uh, and to you on the phone, nobody does it like we do. Nobody has our content. Nobody has our program schedule. Nobody has our hosts. Nobody has our dedication. Nobody has our um, reliability. Nobody has any of those over us. And that is one reason or many reasons why I want people to support us and acknowledge uh, that what we are bragging about this morning is 100% true. And not only is it 100% true, but I would also say that the proof is in the pudding. How many times do you and I hear about other streams that pirate our content? Right. I mean, they're not taking other people's content. They're taking our stream, and they're, they're literally cut and pasting it into their streams because what we're doing is, thank God, good. It is solid. And in addition to everything that you just said, we have a commitment to quality. We are, we are so obsessed with it that if people listened in on our weekly conference calls, listening to Mark Gromick and ZK and Avami discussing the quality of sound on our programs, if it's stereo, if it's this, I don't understand half the conversation, frankly. <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate the fact that we work with people. We have people on our team who are so committed to quality that they're discussing what other people would consider minutia, and they're discussing it like it's a treaty with North Korea. Yeah, every little detail is taken seriously. I just want to reiterate what Miriam just said earlier, though, uh, and and make this clear, because some of our listeners may not have heard you um, clearly enough. I, I I have to reiterate this. Miriam Wallach just said something which is 100% true. She's not exaggerating a drop. There are other public internet streams. I should be careful when I say other because I, I don't consider us just a stream. We're, we're a network and we're, we're a full production. But anyway, there are streams out there that actually pirate our content. That act, And this we know because we have the proof. We have the proof, and we've been told by experts in the industry exactly how they do it. They pirate our content, and they go ahead and distribute it to, to quote-unquote, their listeners, who, of course, end up being our listeners. And that is such an important aspect of all of this. If imitation is the highest form of flattery, then, Miriam, we are... We are being we are being flattered in the highest way possible. <laughs> yeah, I've never looked this good in my life. I mean, it's 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 an amazing thing. And by the way, just to make it clear, we're not complaining. Right. It's not like we're sitting here and saying, "Please don't pirate our content." We understand that 
the internet and the and the and the, and the I should say and the wild west are exactly the same thing. Right. And so and we appreciate that. We really do. So our content gets spread via via streams and methods which we have no control over. But just think about the additional reach that programs like JM and AM have as a result and the Israel show and JM Sunday and and all these shows and Naomi and Mark and I mean, after further review, we joke about the show after further review because right. it's right. our own Yoni Pollock and it's right. Matt Gordon and it's our own Mike and the Mad Dog. Okay? <laughs> it, it really is. But we have two guys who are so committed to sports and can speak about sports to such an extent that not only does it fill a full hour, but they could do two hours and we hear about this show. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, I'm sorry. You, you, you got me excited on this topic because I was going to say that that you know when when two guys in our community can right. do this, we go ahead and feature it. We go ahead and and, right. and and bring it to everybody. Right. It's not Jewish sports, and we and we don't take away from Elliot Weiselberg and the yeoman's job that he does putting together Yeshiva Week sports. I mean, I, I I wish my girls were winning more, so I would hear more about them in Yeshiva League sports. But that's not Elliot's book. But we have <laughs> two guys like Seth. And Yoni, we hear about this show. How often do we hear about the show? It's crazy, but it's amazing. 100%. Because, because the quality of the programming, I mean, that's our newest edition. And then, of course, there's Jake Novak. So I would say, you know, Yoni and, and Seth are not our newest edition. But just, just, to, just to, again, reiterate that, that we're on to, I mean, you and I joke every once in a while. It looks like we're on to something six years later. But you have a guy like Jake Novak. Who was an Emma? Who was at CNBC? Who was at Fox News? And who is now with us? Yep. Those I mean, of you, those of you don't, to, those of you, don't have to pitch that. Yeah, those of you don't realize, Jake Novak, uh, you know, MSNBC. Jake Novak is now, or CNBC, I should say, right? Which one? CNBC. 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 Jake Novak is now with us. He's now with us. No joke. Every single Monday, eleven a.m. with his commentary. Um, the, the something else you just mentioned. I, I got to give a special shout out, not only to to, to Elliot Weiselberg, who you just said, doing our uh, sports editor, Shiva League Sports Update court report for years and years and years. Um, I got to give Avrami a special shout out with all the live lunches on with Saturday Night Seagull. And of course, Matis a special shout out with, with JM Sunday. These are shows that sometimes people take for granted because they just, they're there reliably live every single week. Nobody is doing that. Miriam, I if you don't mind... Um, l- let me read some of the people that have been so, I'm sorry. Can I just jump in, can I just jump in one more second? Sure. Jake Novak, Allison Joseph, Charlie Harari, Michael Fragan, Phil Goldfeder. I-, I mean, these are people who are serious people in our community, besides all the other hosts I just mentioned, besides all the other hosts and the JM subs and, and everyone else. There are serious people in our community who make time to be part of what we're doing because they get it. 100%. And people have referred to us at business meetings. To my face, they referred to the Malcolm Fuel Network as a real deal. Yep. There are other people. You know, just because you have a wireless mic and an iPhone doesn't mean you have a network. <laughs> Sorry. But it, when, when we, have a, we have a plan. We have a program. We have seasons. We have commitment to quality. And... and, and 
and we take it so seriously. I mean, this this is what we do. And, this is and, not a hobby. And we have great content that people could access 24 hours a day. All right, uh, let, let's just run through some of the names and thank yous for a minute because uh, someone very, very special to us is going to join us in a moment uh, here on the air. Uh, just got a donation from Westcott Fruit and Nut. Westcott Fruit and Nut, a $100 donation. Why? Because they just love being able to listen on the app anytime. Boy, that says it all. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, donation from Stuart Ostrov. Thank you, Stuart. A, uh, a thank you going out to Miriam Seif. You know, Miriam is somebody that Miriam and I saw up in Rockland County just a couple of weeks ago when we did the show at Wesley oh, Coaster. Right. Remember that? And, sure. she, and she says, I can't wait to donate. That, that's the greatest listener to meet, by the way, the one who says, I can't wait to donate. And she says, once right. again, it's our pleasure to donate an app of today, dollar a day pledge in honor of Nahum, Miriam, Matis, Rabbi Yudin, Malcolm Honline, and especially Mayor Weingarten from the fabulous Israel show. Keep up the incredible work. It comes from Mimi and Yehuda Seif. And that is a $365 donation because she's a woman of her word. App Thank you. Dollar a day pledge. That's the app of today. Dollar a day pledge. A pledge that she created. Martha Lowy, in honor of David Lowy's brand new colorful single, which we're going to try to get to today. If not, then obviously we'll be playing it all through next week. Uh, she's donated $100. Uh, Howard Oppenheim, thank you for your three times high. Uh, we love when the rabbinic leaders of our community acknowledge us. Rabbitson Shira and Rabbi Tzvi Ram here on the Lower East Side, a $100 donation. I thank them very, very much. Hana Cohen has donated. Thank you, Hana. Ari Edelman, 10 times high. Thank you very much. Jacob Katz, $100. Thank you very much. It's it's um, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Yesterday during the live lunch, Miriam and I had a good time talking about uh, the Holstuck family because you know that Daniela and Avi are – Daniela and Avi Robinson, Miriam, you know that they're making Aliyah the same day we make Aliyah, which is July 24th. Of course, our Aliyahs is fake. We just do the show from the plane. But um, but they are, are making Aliyah for real. And uh, and Miriam uh, Holstuck, Lenny and Miriam, in honor of their children, Daniela and Avi, and all their uh, grandchildren uh, making Aliyah, uh, have donated 10 times high. So we thank them for that. A lot of people... Yes, thank you very much. A lot of people feel a real kinship with us, which is such a great feeling. And that's, I, that's and, just and, one and example. And we appreciate that. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate that. Uh, it is a... Te- it just, this is a, I know you have another caller coming in, and I don't want to take a minute from his time, but on behalf of all the listeners, and I consider myself a listener as well, thank you. I want to thank you thank because you. it is your connection and your graciousness and your commitment to each one of us that allows us to connect with you on a daily basis, I should say a five-day-a-week basis, and with this network, you have set a standard, and all of our hosts, myself included, try, as I mentioned yesterday during the live lunch, try and literally fill those shoes. And and it is a tall, tall task, and I'm sorry for using the metaphor, but it is a <laughs> tall, tall task. But we thank you very much for setting that standard and for your commitment to the Jewish community. I thank you for that very, very much. Before you go, and, and I know that you and I are both rushing to get to our next guest because he's so special, <laughs> but, bef- yes. but before you go, two quick things. Our good friend Sandy Shinensky, she's just contributed from Cedarhurst, so a big shout-out to her. And listen to this one, Miriam. Thank Mir- you, Sandy. And listen to this one, Miriam. You ready? Uh, you know how special a relationship all of us have established with the Rosenbaum family, with B and with Ralph, and they sure. f- from from East Brunswick, and they have just donated twenty times high uh, oh, through FJB. Is it in honor of us or the 
Yankees, Ralph. <laughs> I'm sure it's in honor of the Yankees. <laughs> so a big, it better be in honor of the Yankees. <laughs> a big shout-out to the Rosenbaums. Miriam, I thank you. We'll keep pitching, and we'll keep asking people to contribute. Thanks so much for joining me. And a very special guest is coming up here at JM in the AM uh, in just a moment. Uh, before we get to Malcolm, we will get to Malcolm, as promised. That's, you know One of the things we committed to, everybody, when we went into this fundraising mode last year, during the first year of our all-digital network, when we went into this fundraising mode, we, prom- oh, we promised everyone. We promised everyone at that point that we would continue our regular programming, which is absurd and insane when you're trying to raise money. But we made a commitment to continue. Yesterday, we had four community interviews on the air even though we are in our fundraising mode. So are we crazy? Yeah, we're crazy, but we have a commitment. So Malcolm will join us in a couple of minutes. But first, the chairman of our Jewish Unity Initiative, uh, the man who, along with his wife, Barry, last night were honored by the uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, and it was such a delight to be there. And an honor that Stacy and I got to stand on the stage with Barry and Simon when they received the award. An absolute honor, and of course, somebody who loves reminding everybody why it's so important to support this network, and that's of course the great Simon Jacob. Simon Boker Tov to you. Boker Tov Nachum. Boker Nachum. First of all, anybody who's concerned that uh, we're interrupting you um, uh, Friday afternoon in Israel, they should realize you're here because of a big dinner last night, so you're here in the New York area, and you could tell everybody how amazing it is to listen 6,000 miles away when you are in Israel on a Friday afternoon. I, it, it is amazing to hear not only the updates politically and uh, the updates as far as the, the, you know, the, the typical everyday world of Jewish uh, life is concerned in America and around the world, but it's also incredible that the Nahum Siegel Network seems to tie every—I don't know how you do this every time, but you tie everything back to the source, to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, oh. and Baruch Hashem, it's, it's just amazing. Oh, thank I'm, you for that. I'm, I'm here, actually, yeah. with Rav Sharbat from the Spartak Minyan here in West Orange. Happy birthday, because- Rav Sharbat! <laughs> thank you, thank you, Nachum. Thank you. Boker It's been a 48-hour birthday celebration. <laughs> this, you know, people, people make fun of the Siegel family birthday month-long celebrations. Rav Sharbat, you're, you're competing with us already. <laughs> yes. well, thank God. So, uh, we, know, we know your time is limited, but also that this is a fundraiser. So, from from the um, Svartic Minyan in uh, West Orange, New Jersey, we'd like to commit. We'd like to commit to uh, a, a donation uh, in Hashem's name of twenty six hundred dollars. So, um, Bruch Hashem from all of the Svaradim here in West Orange. Uh, we we really wish you kol uh, kavod, and from. Uh, from strength to strength, and we're really looking forward to you continuing and spreading the Nahum Siegel Network, not only the, over the United States, but all over the world. We're really looking forward. Shalom <laughs> 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 Rabbi Sharbat and Simon, yes. 
I, you've done something that most people think is impossible, and that's left me speechless, frankly. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, and Simon, you know this. I said it to you last yeah. night. I honestly was only asking you to come on and and deliver a message to everybody about your 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 um, the love for this for this venture. Thank you, and I, and I want to say something. I want to say something. We had this unique and incredible stroke of luck. And that's what it was. And if you ask anybody in my family or anybody at this network, that's what they would call it. A unique stroke of luck years ago to have fallen into a friendship with the people at the Sephardic Minyan at Avis Achimene Jacob and David in West Orange, New Jersey. That's in addition to our friendship that had been for decades, as you know, Simon, with Avis yeah. Achimene Jacob and David in general. But we had this incredible stroke of luck because of the Jacob and Rosa Zada families, and of course now because of the Sharbat families, to be associated with and to be so welcomed in to your incredible congregation. And on top of that, of course, as is evidenced, you, you've all become supporters of this work. So all I could say is God bless you and thank you, and we're going to try our best to continue to live up to the vision of this mission. Thank you so much. Nachum, it isn't luck. There's no such thing. It's really the Kadosh Baruch Hu working behind the scenes, and That's we want to wish you all and all of your listening audience Shabbat Shalom Vrach and Baruch uh, Hashem. We, we, we really salute you. We really salute you and all of the people behind you. Baruch um, Hashem. Tadaraba. Thank you so much. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Simon, thank you. Haraf Sharbat, thank you. Wow. Haraf Sharbat, by the way, at, at the, the Kushner School. See, he was there last night as well, obviously to pay tribute to the uh, Jacob family, but if, he is also a faculty member at the, at the Kushner School in Livingston. When you see him today, give him our special regards. Wow, that was, to say the least, extra special. We're asking, and we will get to, we have a whole list of people who've donated. We are going to get to as many of them as possible, but as I said, we have a commitment and part of that commitment is bringing Malcolm Honline to, on to discuss the news of the week. That is next at JM in the AM. Shine, 
JM in the AM. Malcolm Honeline is impressed. Very impressed. I mentioned to our audience that um, we are the strangest fundraisers around. Any other radio station, radio network in the world would cancel all of their features and just fundraise, especially on the final day of a a three-day fundraiser. But we made a commitment. We made a commitment to keep our regular programming going. Simple as that. And we are. And Malcolm will join us in a moment. Yeah, he's impressed by our decision. Trust me. He'll mention I promise you. Erev Shabbos, Parshas Nusso with Candlelighting Time at 7.55. Memorial Day weekend, but the weekend won't start without a successful Friday on our fundraiser. Those of you who haven't yet given, it's very easy. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Also, um, if you want to speak to a live human being, 877-4NACHUM. 877-4NACHUM. And, of course, many of you received uh, mail our annual uh, mailing, our annual spring mailing in your United States Postal Service uh, mail. Um, that's another method you could use to get uh, your donation to us. Just send it back, the envelope with your generous donation, and we thank you. want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com, OnlySimchas.com. One of, the tr- one of the most amazing ways during 2018 to be up to date on some amazing and great news stories from around the Jewish world. Not just Simcha news, which is great in and of itself, but other news as well. Go to OnlySimchas.com. For the um, for the latest, and uh, a big thank you to our friends at JewishWorldReview.com. JewishWorldReview.com gives you an opportunity to um, to read and print out before Shabbos, and then read thousands of articles relating to the Jewish world of all types, whether it be uh, religion, politics, Israel, etc. Check out JewishWorldReview.com and enjoy. Malcolm Honline is the executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us for the. Weekly update on this Friday morning. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM. Yes, good morning to you. Strange strategy, huh, to keep our regular features during a uh, intense fundraising day, huh? Is that the only strange thing that's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> As Malcolm says, not the strangest thing about Nahum Siegel, that's for sure. Uh, by the way, congratulations. You seem to be on the cover or being featured in uh, on websites uh, all around the Jewish world. People are... Uh, are writing about your distinguished career and uh, and begging you for stories of things that have happened over the last 30, 40 years. So congratulations on all of that. Well, thank you, and thank you to Inyan Magazine for the wonderful piece they did and to Jeruz, the, the Jerusalem Report for the cover story and Mishpacha, and there's an, more to come. And I don't know why, I, as a rule, I shy away from any interview, especially about myself, and I want to save the good stuff for the book, which I eventually hope to write someday. But you know, given the certain stage and things, uh, and I have to say, these writers are amazing. From one interview, they were able to get six, seven pages. It's quite remarkable. They're they're fast and uh, quite accurate in the reporting. There, by the way, despite not, the mistakes in the articles, and there are some inaccuracies at times, yeah. right? But by the way, and I don't mean to minimize it. Obviously, I've had I've had the frankly the privilege of you know sitting with you a few times and. And hearing different uh, stories and accounts of the last forty years, but one of the things that I saw in one of the publications, and we'll get to the Jewish to the weekly update in a second, but it just reminded me, the story you told about President Reagan and Bitburg, mm-hmm. where where and those of us in this generation, I, I can't go through the whole story. You can Google it, folks, if you're from the younger folks. But he he literally, I'd never realized that he had such regret, and if he would have realized w- what that site was, he likely would never have scheduled to go there. He would not have. He, he was blindsided, I think, by some aides. 
and uh, I, we were there that week because we had started the Jewish Heritage Week, which a lot of people and subsequently administrations you know took credit for, but it actually started. Ronald Reagan was the first to launch it nationally. We started it in New York. And uh, we had a ceremony where he was going to do that, and I asked Eloise El to come, and the president, then I was at the JCRC, was Peggy Tishman, and she came. But before uh, I was there, and that's when that famous exchange took place where he told me about right. stealing the film, uh, but he he told me that he was not aware and that he never would have, he never himself would have uh, done it had he realized the sensitivity of the SS uh, graves. In Pittsburgh. The only thing that I asked then about that story was: was it irreparable? Especially with old, I'm like, I think, I think most would have understood, or maybe in Germany they wouldn't have understood, huh? Most would have well, understood if at that point, when when he realized what it was, if he would have canceled it or altered it, or but but he didn't go ahead and do that. They did not uh, do it, but remember, he had people around him who were right. directing it, and right. then the, it became very sensitive in Germany and uh, right. elsewhere, and. He, uh, but his statements were. He made some statements to try and ameliorate the the damage of mm-hmm. of doing it. And again, it was more the optics of it to go to a cemetery where yeah. uh, SS people were buried. Did did, did you um, were you proud of the way Ellie Wiesel handled it? Did you think he was too strong on him? That it was too pub, too much of a public? Uh... No, I think it was perfectly appropriate. So he was, did it well, and the words were immortalized right. when he said, that, uh, "Mr. President." This place is not your place. Why? Right. And uh, you know, President Reagan reacted. And you know, there was no question about where his heart was on these things and yeah. what he personally thought. And as I told you, what he said to me that morning, alone in his in the Oval Office, right. uh, underscored it, and that he could anticipate in 1944 or five that Holocaust deniers would would emerge. And that he wanted his grandchildren at least to be give testimony as to what really occurred. Right. So that's really where his heart was. And, and he had the film from. Just remind me, I don't remember that part a of the concentration camp. Right, but he had the. But how did he obtain it? I'm saying he was uh, in the film unit in the army during the war. And he said, "I'm holding on to this and just he, for that when reason." When he left, he said, "I stole a film." That was his word. I stole the film. I knew it wasn't legal, but I. But the, and it was a copy. You I mean obviously they had others, but he wanted his grandchildren to be able to give testimony when people denied. That this actually occurred. Unbelievable. So you had a lot of great stories, but that one really got me, and I'm sure you agree that's one of the better ones. <laughs> it was really something. amongst the ones that I have told. It's a better one. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> I think you actually did tell me one that you don't tell others. Uh, years ago, we were sitting in Israel. I think you did tell me one of those. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel privileged, frankly. Right. Anyway, Malcolm Holine is with us. All right, news of the day. Um, what do you make of the president canceling the uh, the summit uh, with North Korea? Uh, I think uh, ultimately it will be a good move. I think it, it sends a message to Iran, not just to North Korea, and that the more that this president proves his uh, unpredictability, I think it becomes a bigger and bigger asset. Look, wow. I, 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 does everything work that way? No. Could there an argument be made that you know the, there's too much inconsistency? And but you know you're dealing with a, a party in North Korea whose record I think really. Um, raises many more questions than answers, and the the president's uh, toughness, as proven, I think, in regard to the pulling out of the JCPOA, where uh, you know people who were opposed to it just a, a week or two ago are beginning to realize that 
it was the right move that we put Iran in a in a difficult position that the Europeans who can uh, call and and have all sorts of meetings with the Iranian officials as they did Iran keeps raising the demands on them uh Iran uh, and they are conspiring to find ways to to uh, you know uh, avoid and evade the the sanctions that the US is going to put down but when total the huge french energy company pulls out of Iran that's the biggest answer to everything, because once other companies see that, and other companies have to face the choice of doing business with the U.S. or doing business with Iran, and even if it means business with Europe, will the choice will be very clear for the vast, vast, vast majority of them, and especially the big international corporations. And I think what the, when, and, and part of the asset, and this was true even when President Bush II, when we had 150,000 troops in Iraq, or after his axis of evil speech, we were in such a strong position because they really believed that, that he could do anything, and we could have moved then against Iran and pressured them. And, uh, you know, this, these dictatorships, probe for weakness. Iran is a weak country today. It's a powerful country in some respects, but their economy is an absolute ruin. Their real, the, the, the currency is a terrible low. There were huge demonstrations around the country. All the truck drivers went on strike across the whole country this week. You didn't read about it. People not telling the truth about you know what happens. There were violent demonstrations in a city called um, Kazarun, and they, it broke out there between demonstrators and Iranian security forces, and the local police station was set on fire, and at least five of the people there uh, were killed and scores were injured. And, yeah, there were no stories and no condemnations and no call for UN, you know, these, the International Criminal Court or others to to, um, uh, to investigate it. But the situation with Iran, as, as compared to what so much of the media talking about, you know, the strength and that the sanctions, the sanctions that the U.S. is planning, hitting the banking, hitting others, hitting individuals, has a tremendous impact. And co- companies know it, and we're beginning already to see them falling into line. So uh, Iran uh, can put on the big show, just like North Korea can. And they, this is a lot of maneuvering that's going on at the, at the same time. And, you know, we, we found, by the way, on regard to Iran, there are satellite pictures showing another secret installation where they believe they are um, building and developing technology for long-range missiles and more advanced missiles, um, you know, despite the fact that they supposedly are freezing stuff. But this was a secret long-range missile research facility in the desert, and five independent experts looked at the pictures and said that uh, this was compelling evidence that they are developing this technology. Discovered this week? This week, this week. <sighs> came out. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. People are not, you're not, the facts aren't being given. We're not getting the full story. Iran restored full funding to Hezbollah. It was down to $200 million. Now we believe it's back up to $800 million about, or even maybe more. And guess why, or where that money came, comes from. The, it's certainly not the people of Iran's desire. Even, even the um, Secretary General UN called on Hezbollah to stop its military action, called on them to come under the armed forces of, of Lebanon, um, and uh, and they recited the resolution in 2004 that called on all the Lebanese militias to disarm. You know, again, when it, when the stories fall in these categories, you're not seeing the kind of reaction. We we see Iran's adventurism, Nahum, spreading. And I mentioned uh, before about Morocco. Now we see even more aggressiveness on their part 
regarding providing weapons to the Polisario, and um, the, the uh, uh, including the Sam nine, Sam eleven, and, and air to ground missiles. By the way, does this the fact that they're shunned by the U.S. is this going to strengthen the North Korean Iran relationship? So that's a, that is a good question, and uh, probably yes. I'm sure Iran wasn't happy that they, you know, when well while they're getting right. isolated more and more, that North Korea comes into it. And I don't believe this is the last chapter. I think North Korea will come back. It may take some time, but but how you know, anxious is he to get to that table? I always wonder. You know, we we know the, the North Koreans. Yeah, we know that Trump, the president, is is lukewarm now. We see he can go either way on it. But I wonder how desperate the leader of North Korea is to get to that table with the U.S. Yeah, but he put, you know, the important thing is for those who support this move, is that he drew a line in the sand and right. he said, this is it. And when once red lines are seen by dictators and other bad guys as the red lines that hold too often in the past, Americans, America's red line, like the chemical weapons issue in Syria, it sends the wrong message. And the, they exploit it because they know, they see that America will not stand by uh, the positions that they that they take. In fact, in, in Morocco, I just wanted to say that they, yes, they caught this guy who's a financier for Hezbollah, who, who was financing, uh, head of the finance system of Hezbollah in Africa, laundering money, and when they came under a lot of pressure from Hezbollah threats, they turned them over to the United States, and now they're saying they're, they're coming after us, and they're providing this military equipment to the Polisario uh, rebel group, the front group in Western Sahara. So we see that, the, that Iran is quietly advancing in every respect, so the Europeans and all of those who say, well, you've got to negotiate, they had the JCPOA. They did not deliver on it. Mm. And so I think that the, the tough stand that we have to take right now is very clear. So we see the red line, obviously, this morning when it comes to North Korea, and quite obviously over the last 10 days we've seen the red line that you described with Iran. You know where we haven't seen a clear red line in Syria? At least it doesn't seem clear to me what the, uh, what the U.S. position is and exactly what action they expect Right. Uh, to, to take and do, well, am I right? to pull out our troops, I think, was not smart because that you know could be a green light for uh, the bad guys who think they just have to wait us out. I think that the United States has to stay in to make sure that Iran doesn't emerge as power. We see more tension between Russia and Iran these days, and the Russians, Russia's did not respond to the attacks. Um, was also a message because they don't want to see Iran dominant. They wanted to see Assad protected. He's clearly today um, in a pretty much stronger position, although he only controls 50% of the country even now and between a half and a third of the populations. But there there are areas where their control uh, is uncertain because they don't have enough troops. He has about, they estimate, 10 to 20,000 troops available for offensive operations. The Army is about 100 to 150,000. But they're poorly trained. They're not. These are many of them are militia auxiliaries who do local security, and much of the offensive power today in in Syria is Hezbollah, which, and the uh, uh, IRGC, and the, especially the Shiite militias from Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, other countries, and uh, they think they're the Russian air to ground system, uh, missile defense system, uh, which was not deployed and not fired during the. Um, recent operation in which Israel used the F-35 stealth bomber for the first time in combat ever anywhere that the, uh, the stealth bomber was, was uh, tested, and it came through with flying colors. It worked effectively, huh? Right. 
By the way, uh, on Iran for a second, two things. Number one, have you noticed that the media, I think, has been reporting more on the protest demonstrations in Iran and and the pro-government demonstrations in Iran? They're doing a good job, at least the way it appears to me. They're doing a good job at making the world think that the government has a tremendous amount of support among its citizens. Because you, of course, always cite that there are a lot of protest demonstrations against the government that are going on that we don't know about. Uh, but have you noticed that on both sides, it seems, that we're getting more and more reports? How, how, how much did you see about the fact that nationwide all the truck drivers went on strike that the teachers were on strike, that bus drivers went on strike. We don't see that as much as we see the ones who are pro-government. Well, that, yes, that's right. So I don't think that there's uh, much coverage because most of the ones that are pro-government are staged. Uh, people are, right. you know, ordered. It's like the Gaza, you know, where, where people are saying, oh, these are natural demonstrations of the people when 80%, they all admit, uh, Hamas admits, were, were Hamas, those who killed were Hamas operatives, and that the snipers were very careful to take out um, and in very difficult circumstances, but to surgically strike just those who were engaged in firing and in, in uh, that activity. And, um, you know, the media still till today keeps distorting and misrepresenting what happened there. And, you know, as if Israel engaged in, in aggressive actions. Yesterday, a group cut through the fence. They were caught eventually, but they they came through the fence. You know, it's 65 kilometers. It's very hard to to monitor the whole thing. And then, you know, the international community, like we see the Palestinians now, the PA is going to the International Criminal Court, right. which does not even have jurisdiction because Israel is not a member and the PA is not a state. And yet they, are, they will put Israel in the docket. It just becomes another platform to, to attack Israel. I know people dismiss it, but it, it, the PA just joined three UN agencies in the past uh, few days who will face in, in trade and uh, the prevention of chemical weapons, et cetera. But they will. The United States has to make a decision whether to defund them, as the law requires, if they accept uh, uh, the Palestinian uh, Authority as a as a, a, a as a full member. So I I have frankly not seen any kind of balanced reporting or factual reporting or people indicating that they really understand that the Gaza demonstrations, as told to me by the uh, army spokesman, that they saw that it was so organized down to the buses that picked up people, which neighborhoods they went to, how they recruited them, and when people refused to come, how they were encouraged. Um, people supposedly paid to come, but mostly Hamas-affiliated people, and that they sent those who just wanted to demonstrate and you know went for a Sunday picnic and, and got a free ride, were put in the front line. Behind them, those who were ready to riot, and behind them were the Hamas operatives who were shooting and, and trying to draw fire on the civilians. So to make it sound like, you know, these were spontaneous demonstrations or, you know, even manifestations of the frustration of the people, and and most of all, tying it to the Jerusalem embassy, with which it had nothing to do. It was not because of that. Uh, I think it was planned long before and would have taken place regardless. It was tied to Israel's 70th anniversary and was going to happen no matter what. Nothing to do with the Paraguay embassy either. Paraguay and uh, Honduras, Honduras yeah. and Guatemala. Oh, Guatemala we also. Support them and those who do business in these countries or know people who do should encourage them to let the government know that they're supporting them because the Arab League has now threatened uh, boycotts against them and in a country like Guatemala, which sells a certain spice. I forgot 
what it's called, that is used in Arabic coffee, and they are the major exporter of this, you know, it can have an economic impact. So we have to counter and encourage people to visit and to do business if they can with the countries that stand up with Israel at this time. And you saw the Czech foreign minister came out and said that uh, rushing the border is terrorism, and et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, and, all, right and also emphasize that there was no link, link of that with the... Uh with the embassy, by the way, with the embassy move, by the way, anything from today? Anything in terms of uh, riots and protests specifically today? Or uh... It's going to continue, but there's no big scale that I, I have seen. I, I didn't have a chance really this morning I think to it's, uh, I think it's contact eight, anybody. I think but, it's eight uh, weeks in a row now. There's usually a lag, by the way, between the time events uh, happen and the... Um, but, you know, the frustration level there must be growing because after... You know, the sacrifices about the people in Gaza are taking their anger out on Hamas because they realized that this was this was a useless exercise from which they gained nothing except uh, paid a heavy price once again. And now we see that the demonstrations are against uh, are increasingly against the Hamas leadership. And there's frustration on the part of some of the Iranians and others that uh, of their backers that. They accomplished uh, nothing in in all of this. And I always thought that uh, when it comes to these demonstrations, that during Ramadan there's a there's a complete lull. But I guess that's not the case. No, it's the opposite. I think that that during Ramadan there's usually an increase. Um, oh, it's they don't want us to attack or defend ourselves during Ramadan, right? That's the thing. That's right. Right. That, and that, the, that, right. the um, and you know because they fast all, all day, or some do, uh, most do, I think. That the um, at least publicly that the um, maybe the tension uh, gets higher, uh, but we see the incitement. We see you know that there was a story from Turkey now here during uh, in the last days since uh, Ramadan began, where the religious affairs directorate sent out a message that young people um, uh, should consider the importance of martyrdom for the new Islamic Turkey, martyrdom. And we know what that what that means. And they're recruiting young people to go to demonstrations because there's an election coming up on June 24th, and Erdogan is worried about. Right now, the polls don't look that great for him. Although I'm sure he will make sure that the polls ultimately come out all right. Um, they're supporting the Palestinian bid to go to the ICC, International Criminal Court. They uh, they gave out half a million dollars, almost in $500 checks, in East Jerusalem. Uh, through the the Turkish Cooperation Coordination Agency, and they're putting much more money in beyond that. But that uh, is, um, and they gave out Turkish flags and and other things to the people there, because he, as he said, and told me that the the Caliphate needs Jerusalem, and yet his currency hit a new low, and there's a sort of siege mentality people described there. So the you know they become more vulnerable and then lash out to cover up the vulnerability. And mm-hmm. Iran is doing it, Turkey is doing it, they're expanding bases around the world when their own economies are, are in ruin. It was, there was a time when he tried to reach out to the Israeli leadership and, uh, and with, with the economy in mind. Am I right, Erdogan? Say that again? That he tried to reach out and, and establish what we see other countries doing in terms of technology with Israel and... Turkish trade with Israel through all of this, the Mavi Mamara, all the other stuff, has consistently gone up. This is not because of the government. It's because Turkish businessmen... Private enterprise. Israelis are doing a lot of business. It's private enterprise, exactly, but also tourism. And you know that, uh, that I think 100,000 Israelis were scheduled to visit Turkey 
over uh, uh, Shavuot and over a period around that, and people backed out, but there are, I don't know, 10 flights a day from Turkey to Israel, and those are not Turks visiting Israel. This is Israelis going to Turkey and from Turkey to to the world. Um, uh, So they have a, a lot to lose, and the government acts on one level, and the people and business community are acting on another level. And there, there was never a decrease. What, what really shocks me is that when the spokeswoman who made the charges against Israel came out a few weeks ago and said that essentially they lied, that it was they, the, the Turks on the boat, on Mafi Mamara, who initiated the conflict, who tried to gear it, get, grab the weapons of the Israelis who had not drawn them, and that they initiated the violence. Right. Where, where's the apologies? Yeah. Where's all the papers that, that demanded Israel apologize, which they did, and pay compensation? Where, where is everybody? Where's everybody when, uh, whatever the circumstances are, protesters end up in the, you know, end up seeing their demise, 50, 60, 70 protesters in Gaza, but when a quarter of a million people are, are murdered by government, other governments in the Middle East, nobody says a word. And, and when people from our community join, whether from the extreme left or right, under any guise, in demonstrations, and you see a sea of black coming into the city and demonstrating during a war against Israel, there has to be accountability. And I, I, I mean, it's so outrageous, and uh, uh, you know, there's always the leverage of the pocketbook against um, anybody who shows support. You can be critical, you may not decide that this is the best way, maybe they didn't prepare the right way, you can have legitimate criticism. But there's a big difference between that and coming to understand what Israel's up against. How many of them really know what the soldiers, read the accounts of what they were facing and how much restraint they demonstrated as people approached the fence and, and to avoid hitting children. But when they used the, the, children, the people as, as uh, human shields, and despite that, 80% of them were terrorists, that were uh, Hamas terrorists that were killed. And you never hear the phrase disproportionate response in regard to any other episode on this globe. Other than in this conflict, you that's never, right. You never. And what's disproportionate when your border can come under siege? When they have proven, you know, Israel destroyed another tunnel and uh, and hit a boat in uh, in the seaport that was engaged in uh, nefarious activities. But but you're absolutely right. And and we our community can't fall victim to this. And to, that that what we say when when Jews say, it, regardless of whether they're affiliated, whether they're extremes, left, right, extreme, right, whatever then people will use it. And the PA takes pictures of Jews, you know, demonstrating and sends it all over the world. As I got reports from Europe and everywhere saying to me, how is this possible that guys dressed in black going thing have signs against Israel, rail against Israel during this period? Outrageous. Um, I, I want to remind everybody, 13 minutes after 8 o'clock here on the East Coast, uh, we are presenting what we always present, and that's Malcolm Holmline Friday morning. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He is also, along with his wife, somebody who every year supports us here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. We're doing this 35 years. Malcolm and I have been discussing events of the week for the last 17 years on a consistent basis every single week, with rare exception. I am simply asking everybody out there who uh, enjoys this conversation and finds it meaningful and informative uh, to join everyone else who has already supported us in this spring fundraiser, you can go to fjbunity.org. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting is the way to do it. So it's fjb, fjbunity.org. 
uh, to donate uh, now and between now and the end of the broadcast when I leave the air, uh, we'll be thanking people and encouraging people to do the same. By the way, I hear that the Mahmoud Abbas has been hospitalized is in a difficult health situation again. Yeah, they said it was an ear infection, but he was kept there uh, for a few extra days. But I think he was he was due to be released. I assume he was released uh, yesterday or today. Um, but look, he's old, and, and it's part of the problem. He's waiting for the, the dust to settle in, in Gaza to make a move there. He's going to try to reassert you know, the PA authority there because they feel that Hamas has been weakened by the events of the last few weeks, though so the media would point that and make it appear to be. Uh, you know, victorious or assertive or ascending because of it, which is absolutely not the case inside the the country. And you know that they are barring Israeli shipments of food. They're claiming to the world that they're starving, yet dozens and dozens of trucks every day of food are are being prevented. Some of the medicine they let in, but they wouldn't let in the food coming from Israel. So they're they're sending it from Jordan or rebranding it as being from Jordan, uh, of Jordanian origin, uh, in order to get the food into the people. So anybody who thinks that they care at all about their people, and they make public announcements saying that they're coordinated with Hezbollah and Iran, and they thank Iran for all the money and the weapons, the the uh, more sophisticated weapons uh, that they got. This came from uh, uh, Yahya Sinwar himself, the the, the leader of, of Hamas, and boasts about uh, the degree to which they uh, are working together and said that uh, Qasem Soleimani, you know, the guy of the Iran Revolutionary Guard, um, uh, he said that their ties with them are, are strong and, and the relationships are excellent with the, on all these counts and how much money, equipment, and expertise they provided to them. Hello? Anybody had any questions about who's behind it and w- what's uh, promoting it? There's your answer from their very lips. The problem is nobody listens to what these guys say. They're telling the truth. They tell the truth, and that the media and everybody still making excuses for them. You know, in terms of the services and the goods that are not getting in, and people obviously are paying the price because of the of, of, of how they're how they're acting, protesting, etc. You know, one thing I have to mention though is that, and 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 I I know, I know you agree. It, it's not just that they're being the women and children are being put up to this that we get, but there's also somewhat of a spirit of volunteerism in them within these people and, and children because they're indoctrinated the way they are because they're growing up with this anti-israel hate that that remember we're discussing now already for decades you and i are already discussing for decades how supposedly arab governments were going to put a stop to this and that schools would ha- would you know educate people differently than with the textbooks they normally had etc etc none of this ever changed and and despite the indoctrination and despite the steady diet of hatred and blame on Israel, the people see through it. The fact is that the attendance, even at the peak days, was far below what they anticipated and dropped off immediately. It's true that Hamas, uh, after the pressure from uh, Egypt and the agreement to open the crossing there, also pulled them back at that point, but they never reached anywhere near the number. And we, they were sending the buses. They were recruiting people. They were paying people. They were, or, and these were paid, you know, affiliates of of Hamas coming out, bringing their families. Um, and the, you know, some of them really just came and had a picnic. I'm not saying there isn't a lot of frustration, but the frustration then gets exercised against Israel when they know full well. And in interviews and other things, they put the onus on the manipulation by Hamas. The fact that they've that uh, they steal the aid and the money that comes in, 
They redirect cement. Again, we saw this week to the tunnels, yeah. which are huge amounts that are, should be used for reconstruction. And they're really doing nothing for the people. And you see this in other areas in the West Bank as well. And in the Arab world, where today they just throw their hands up and they say, you know, they've used up all the goodwill because it's not the people so much, but the governments there and the kleptocracy, the stealing of the funds, the failure to come to the table. And, you know, we'll see soon whether they're going to be willing to entertain what appears to be a commitment to the administration to put forward some sort of a plan. Uh, in, the, in the next um, four to six weeks, I would say. Did you happen to see the letter that uh, was published, a rabbi who used to live in uh, Gush Katif who wrote a letter to the children of Gaza explaining the way life was? For yes. it was pretty very rem- moving, very moving, and and they don't realize they don't meaning, meaning this new generation does not realize what it was like to live in sync with their you know with their Israeli neighbors and how and how much of an advantage it would be for them if there would be you know quote unquote real peace and a uh, you know and the situation the way it was years ago and all the promises when Israel withdrew that don't worry yeah. there's an international border that will never cross Sharon said it the international community oh you know if you just withdraw to the 67 border Gaza has a 67 border this is there's no occupation yet they talk about the occupation which ended nine years ago they you know, there's not, none of the, the promise of peace developed, and you know, when they destroyed even the greenhouses that were given to them as a gift at a cost of many millions of dollars, and, uh, you know, that's one level, but here you, you, you see the, the, it's such a blatant distortions with the whole community, you know, much of the international community just falling in line. Look at all the statements from European governments and the condemnations of over 60 people dead. You know, they don't say anything about the the tens of thousands of people who were killed in, in the last year in all, all these different places around the world. <laughs> that that uh, and, and if you look at the charts I saw of the number of, um, of the stories and things on, on uh, Facebook over the 90 people who were killed in, in Gaza in 2017 versus the 15,000 in Somalia and Afghanistan, tens of thousands all over the world, it's minuscule compared to it. Yeah. Well, Malcolm, I thank you. We'll obviously reconvene next week. I thank you for your support, and uh, and I know that you're willing to say publicly that there is value uh, to the Jewish world gathering together to hear all of this each and every week. It's not. It's value. It's essential and more essential as we see the lies and distortions, and that we have an opportunity. And I hope that people take advantage and talk to their families about this on Friday night yeah. and Shabbos to 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 engage your kids in this. Let them know what's happening. They see the reports. We we're in danger of losing them. We are losing some of them, even from the best trained and best schools, et cetera. So please, the information is not just an exercise. It's not something I, I really need to do and that you <laughs> need to do every Friday and prepare for it as you do. Um, it's, it's meant to be a service to the community, as you do with so many other things during the, uh, during the whole week. But for this, for all of the years that we've been doing it, you know, people stop me all, all the time and say what a service it is and how much, uh, how meaningful it is for them to be able to be able to take some of this stuff and talk about it. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you remember, but we decided to make this a weekly segment the week of 9-11. 9-11, you, you and I both said to each other, you know what, this, we, we have to be a resource to just get information out to the people on a regular basis so they know when they can get it. And when they could hear it, and this happened, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, how, how, 
And it's very easy for me to remember, obviously, because we all know the anniversary of 9-11. It was just after that terrorist attack that we decided. Well, we, we regularized it. We, yeah. we were on. Correct. Many we, years we, before we, had that, been on, we had been on for years before that, but, but we, just, we made but it, it into, at irregular times, right. you know, periodically. Because but we said that you regularize this, it, people condition their lives. You remember once we were on on a Thursday morning. Yes! And people called up screaming. Yes. They didn't call my house and said, don't do this to me. I got up. I heard you. I said, I didn't make a challenge. I didn't do anything to prepare for Shabbos. How could I have done this? And Well, we've learned that lesson. I, I have made sure now to be as re- as regularly scheduled as possible, even, right. even under <coughs> difficult circumstances. <coughs> I thank you as usual. Okay. We'll reconvene okay. next week. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Malcolm, home line. Not only is he executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, but his family, believe it or not, after the way we overwork him, they are proudly financial supporters of our foundation and of this network. So I thank him and I thank all of you. 35 years, everybody. 35 years. I say this all the time. Our corporate support is vital, right? Vital. But the only way we make it, and the only way we make it a complete package and we're able to do this financially is with listener support. So to put the two together, and we have an amazing package going forward, and I would hope that everybody out there would find real value in this show each and every day. Real value. Please, fjbunity.org. Now's the opportunity to thank us, if you will. Now's the opportunity to... uh, to say, hey, we're on your side. We want to be partners in this venture. 35 years later, we get we get that you are a reliable entity that's there every single day to celebrate, celebrate Israel during tough times with Israel and the Jewish world. We're here together. Please support us. FJBUnity.org, 877-4, that's the number four, Nahum, 877-4-N-A-C-H-U-M. And, of course, return the envelopes that you've gotten in your home if you're on our mailing list. And please give as generously as possible. And for those of you who are clamoring to hear Stacy Siegel during our fundraisers, I mentioned, because listener DeVora mentioned this earlier on the app, as I said earlier, she's not able to join us today, but... Because we likely are going to do a mild fundraising day toward the end of June, uh, possibly the last Friday in June, uh, she has agreed to uh, set aside some time to join us then and give her thoughts about all of this. Um, <clears throat> one of our listeners has indicated on the app uh, that our system calls for one to donate through PayPal. If you don't want to donate through PayPal, may, might I recommend that you just be in touch with us by email Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NahumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. And we will certainly be able to um, figure out a way to handle your contribution, even if it's not via PayPal. Uh, Monday's Memorial Day. We will be here at JM in the AM. Matis will be in JM Sunday. Of Rummy tomorrow night with Saturday Night Siegel. Naomi coming up next with a brand new edition of A Table for Two. It'll start to drop late, no doubt because we just want to get through all our contributions, but it will come on after 9 o'clock. Table for two. Mark Zomik, the Arab Shabbos show. My God, how much content, how much do we provide for everybody in this incredible forum that we call the Nahum Siegel Network? This time each and every Friday morning, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. 
Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Nosso. Pashas Nosso, according to the Chinuch, contains seven and eleven, seven positive mitzvos, eleven restrictions. And it has the distinction of being the longest parsha in the Torah as the offering, the gifts that were brought by each Nasi, prince of each tribe, at the occasion of the dedication of the sanctuary, is repeated 12 times. I don't have the time to go into that. It's a fascinating point. Instead of being one of the longest parshios, it could have been one of the shortest. I'd like to call your attention to a verse in chapter 5, verse 10, right before... Revi, the last pasuk in Shlishi. The Torah says, V'ish es kodoshav lo yihyu, ish asher yitain lakohain lo yiyeh. Which means, literally, that a man's holies shall be his, what a man gives to the kohain shall be his. This is understood to mean by Rashi that it's yours in the sense that you can give it to any Kohen that you want. You can give it to any Levi that you want. The Truma and the Maser that the Torah tells you to give. The Chofetz Chaim understands this verse differently and says the Torah is teaching us if you want to know what Lo Yiyeh is, what is really yours, that which you give away, that is yours. Because, as we are taught in the sixth chapter of Avos, Mishnah 9, Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma teaches that, based upon the verse in, first of all, Proverbs 6.22, Bihis Halechacha, when you walk, Tanche Osach, it will guide you. Bishach when you lie down, it will watch you. Vakitsosa, and when you get up, he tesichecha, it will speak to you. Bishalechacha, when you walk, it's going to guide you. That's in this world. Bishach when you lie down in the grave, Tishmar Olecha, it's going to guard you. And Vakitsosa, and when you wake up at the time of Tchias Amesim, he Tesichecha, the Torah shall speak on your behalf. And clearly, when a person leaves this world, you take neither nor nor the gold, nor the silver, nor the precious stones, but you do take the Torah study, and you do take the good deeds and the mitzvos that you have done in this world. And the Chafetz Chaim Zatzal pre- presented the following parable, that a man had three friends, and the first he was closest with, he loved him, and thought the feelings were mutual. The second, he considered also close, but not as close as the first. And the third, he had associations with, but not as strong as the others. Now one day, the man was summoned suddenly to the king. He was not told the reason for his urgent appearance before the king, but he was exceedingly frightened to go alone. 
He asked his first and closest friend to accompany him, and to his great surprise, he was refused. The second closest friend agreed to go, but only to the palace gates. And in desperation, he approached the third friend, and much to his surprise, he not only agreed to accompany him to the king, but agreed to vouch for and present a most complimentary presentation on behalf before the king. And the meaning, said the Chafetz Chaim, is the following. The fortune and all material possessions that one invests time and effort amassing are too often the first friend, and they flatly refuse to accompany a person to the next world. The second friend are his family, and they tearfully can only accompany a person until the grave. The last friend, whom he did not realize how loyal he is, his Torah study, his mitzvos, his masim tovim, his good deeds, this excitedly accompany and endorse a person on their behalf, please God, in the world to come. What we see from this is the importance of Torah. Today is in a wonderful opportunity for all the listeners of the Nachum Siegel app and program to show their appreciation for the Torah, for the love of Eretz Yisrael, for the love of Am Yisrael that is communicated on a regular basis through Nachum's program. I want you to know I've had the schus, the merit of being with Nachum for 35 years. I am so proud of what he does. I'm honored to be able to prepare weekly for every parsha, for every Yom Tov, and share Divrei Torah, which excite me and I hope excite the listeners as well. Please donate at fjbunity.org to be a partner in Nachum's delicious and important proliferation of Torah, Avas Yisrael, and Avas Eretz Yisrael in good health for many years to come. Shabbat Shalom to all. Thank you so much, Rabbi Yudin. Thank you very, very much. And yeah, 35 years. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes Rabbi Yudin starts his um, presentation, especially on an Erev Yontif, with, with the word wow, because of the enormity of the day. Wow, the enormity of 35 years. Wow. It's been an absolute honor to be in this chair for 35 years hosting JM in the AM. And having the support of the community is an amazing feeling. And those of you who've already given, I thank you. Um, I want to take this opportunity to thank some of our donors. Uh, listener Panina, Panina Simon, uh, has donated in honor of uh, children and grandchildren, Daron, Malka, Karen, and Tamar, and Avi, Aliza, Mordechai, and Shira. That comes from uh, Panina Simon. And I thank you very, very much. 
A lot of people are donating right now at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. That is the website. Um, Willie Hochman has uh, donated to um, uh, to our cause. And uh, as I said the other day, he is one of the great cheerleaders of JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. He is um, he is somebody who just doesn't stop talking about our accomplishments, which is so wonderful and so appreciated. Um, so the other day, the other day he um, went to the uh, fjbunity.org website. And donated in our honor. And I greatly appreciate that. And I have here... I have here a little blurb. Which, um... Just give me a second to find it. In honor of Nachum Miriam and the dedicated NSN staff, 10 times high. And a reminder, if you are a, prof- if you are a professional in the Jewish not-for-profit sector looking for a job, or looking to hire staff, please contact the Joel Paul Group at info at joelpohl.com, info at joelpohl.com. Take a look at some of the uh, people that have donated this morning. Uh, part of our most recent donations here at uh, JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And I want to thank the, um, can't thank them enough. The Sephardic minion at Avas Achimene, Jacob and David, came in earlier when Rabbi Sharbat and Simon Jacob were on the phone with a $2,600 donation. Thank you so much. Miriam Sabo has just donated fjbunity.org from um, Brooklyn, New York. Mark Goldberg, a $100 donation. Thank you. We mentioned earlier that Westcott Fruit and Nut just love being able to listen on the app anytime, and they donated $100. Thank you for that. I know. It's it's nice, isn't it? It's nice being able to listen anytime and just turn it on and, and know you have great programming no matter what it is you're listening to at that moment. It is an absolutely great feeling. On this Erev Shabbos Parshas Nusso, candle lighting at 7.55. We take this opportunity to thank some of our more recent donors um, uh, Jacob Aaron Price of Chestnut Ridge in New Jersey, a $25 donation. Thank you. Um, Jerry Buchoff of West Orange, New Jersey, um, a $15 donation. Thank you. Susan Dresner of Teaneck, double high. Thank you very much. Uh, Yaffa Unger, double high. Thank you very much. We mentioned earlier the Rosenbaums with 20 times high. Thank you to B and to Ralph. Thank you to my in-laws. Gail and Itzy Wine Shop with their $100 donation. Um, FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. Uh, let's see what else we have here. These are literally donations that are coming through as we speak. I want to thank uh, Moshe Rappaport. Moshe Rappaport listens weekly from Europe to our broadcast, a $36 donation. Thank you. Um want to thank uh, Stuart Ostrov. I want to thank uh, Miriam Seif. We thanked her earlier for the one, uh, b- both um, 
yeah, we want to thank her both for the encouragement and for the um, $1 per day donation in honor of the app, $365. Thank you to Yehuda and the Mimi Scythe. Um, many of you have gotten envelopes from us in the mail. We uh, will continue to thank people all through the next uh, couple of weeks as we get those donations in, and I thank you. That's one method to help us out and to uh, support JM in the AM. And um, I want to thank Mark Weintraub from uh, Southfield, Michigan, a $100 donation. And um, so that's one way to do it. And, of course, if you would like to speak with someone directly, um, you can contact us at a phone number, 877-4-NAHUM, 877-4-NAHUM, and then N-A-C-H-U-M. Here's the bottom line, and I mentioned this earlier when uh, Miriam Wallach was on the phone. Here's the bottom line, uh, and I'm going to say it like I would never say it except during fundraising time. Uh, th- there are many people out there who think they're doing what we're doing. Well, I could tell you something. Number one, nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing this with the content, the professionalism, the hosts, the program schedule, the commitment that we are doing it. That's number one. And number two, the numbers bear it out. The numbers bear it out. There are there are really well-known outfits throughout this country who would die for the number of listeners that we have on a daily and weekly basis. And, um, and in this case, the public is right. In this case, the public public votes by tuning in, and they are voting for us. And that's you. That's all of you. So if you're one of those people that believes like we do that no one does it like we do and is a regular listener who gets this as a quote-unquote free service, please consider in the next few minutes donating because this will be over in 20-some minutes. And we would love to move on and continue with great support throughout the entire year. We have a Celebrate Israel parade coming up. Nobody covers it like we do. Nobody. And that is such an accurate statement because nobody does it like we do. Wall to wall, from the site, with all the fun and action that we have, nobody does it like we do. It's coming up next week. Memorial Day is Monday. We're here. We're here on the legal holiday. Nobody's taking off here at JMDM. We're here Purim. We're here Tishabov. We're here. We're always here. Um... This is a good opportunity to thank the people that are making commitments sometimes at strange times. Avrami hosting Saturday Night Seagull on a Saturday night. Mat is up very early every Sunday to host JM Sunday. Every single week. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a commitment. You're talking about a uh, an, an array of people who are just completely committed to providing this service for all of us. So I ask all of you, I ask all of you at this time, be part of it. Be part of the support system of a proven commodity that is like none other. When Rabbi Yudin said 35 years, it got me. When he said 35 years, when he, I, I've been saying it for weeks. <laughs> when he said it this morning, it got me. It just got me. It's 35 years for God's sake. 
That's a pretty good commitment. That's a pretty good chunk of time to commit to doing something really nice. You know, Dr. David Hershord, uh, I, I use the word cheerleader. Uh, he, he's a great supporter of ours, as many of you know, and, and, and loves uh, what we do on a daily basis. And very often we'll quote him uh, when he comments on the app about a specific interview, a specific guest we've had, a specific show we've done. Uh, but I think the word I've been using over the last couple of days applies to him as well. He's a great cheerleader of ours. He cheers us on, wants us to just keep going and growing and gets a lot of nachas every time I tell him how much we're growing and wants to just uh, be able to um, uh, to see us uh, continue this vision. And he's with us live via telephone. Dr. David Hershorn, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. Uh, you know, I was thinking... Uh, what can I what can I compare it to this time? I said I, I know what it is. I'm you know, among other things that I endeavor to do is to uh, is to lane on Shabbos from time to time, and I try to do a good job. And uh, I've learned over the years uh, how to be a better balkare, and uh, and so I learned to pay more attention to what's going on in the tikkun, about the little notes and things. And every once in a while, the Masur, the it's the Masur Sakriya uh, has a little note on the side with a little lamed with a little chikchuk next to it. Right. And what does that mean? It means there's nothing like it. This only happens here. This is the one time in Tanakh you will find such a thing happening. Wow. And this is very applicable to, uh, to Jame and AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. There is nothing else like it. There is nothing else out there that has this long-term commitment that has this audio component where you hear the words, and you hear the conversations, and you, you hear the music, and you hear the information, and, it, and it's, it's, it's words that go into the heart. It's, we don't have anything else like that in the Jewish world. It's a very precious thing, and uh, I've said before that it's, it's sad to me that people often, it's human nature, to not appreciate things until they're gone. I don't want that to happen, and that should not happen, and it will not happen, because uh, the Jewish people recognize the importance of this radio program to the Jewish world. Dr. Hershorn is with us, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Dr. Hershorn, I want to put you on the spot. May I? Go right ahead. You, I, I, have, to, I have to ask you, I, I can't resist, if you've heard certain shows that we've recently done, and knowing you, if you didn't hear them live, you heard them you know, after they took place. I, I hope you heard part or not if not all of our special sunday yom yerushalayim special absolutely no question about it i hope you heard i hope you heard some of our coverage when we were celebrating yom embassy on that incredible day that gave so much chizuk to jews around the world you know simon last night said to me he said you know it gave such chizuk to everybody in israel and i said simon i just want you to know because you were in israel i just want you to know that day gave chizuk to every jew around the world absolutely it was incredible. Uh, so you, you, you find it funny? Yeah, I listened to your coverage the entire time up until they had the live coverage of the event. And then I switched over to watch the event. <laughs> you, <laughs> you mean BB got me, huh? BB displaced me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It wasn't just BB. It was all the, all oh, the speakers. You know, it was, uh, it was really, it was, it was, you know, history to witness. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it also, and it really, it really did resound. An understanding to say, how do you look at this in a historic perspective, and to to put it into perspective, to recognize that it's not just something else that happened in the news. You kidding me? And I emphasize <laughs> this. I, I emphasize this, by the way, because 
we have been rightly accused of being an incredible place for people to gather when they're suffering in the Jewish world. People naturally will tune into us just to, to be together, so to speak, virtually. I think we've proven with those couple of events over the last few weeks that we're really a great place for people to gather when there's great news to celebrate. And, and those were just wonderful occasions. I got a lot of people. I mean, we had a tremendous number of people tuned into those shows for obvious reasons. People sure. I mean, yeah, you, your your show is it's, that's what's different between your show versus you know, the, the the network, the audio network versus a print media, a web media. Your audience is a community. Your audience is listening on a day to day basis, and they're they're functioning as as a unit. They're functioning together in a way, even if they don't know each other, but they're but they're functioning as a group. That doesn't happen. You don't have that kind of group dynamics, that kind of interaction, that kind of um, uh, you know lay the hut with people reading an article. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's it's just not the same at all. Yeah, and, it, it's uh, unique. And so this is your, you you get to your. And that's why the, I, I love the name of your uh, the the website for the donation that it's FJB Unity <laughs> because that that's not, it's not it's really it's not just lip service. It's something that your program can do in a way that others cannot. They don't have the right medium. You do, and you've cultured, you, you've cultivated it, you've nurtured it, and uh, and shepherded it from you know from the radio age, from 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 terrestrial radio into uh, to internet radio, and you've shepherded it through uh, as a custodian of this really really precious show that uh, that brings people together in a way that nothing else does. Doctor David Hirshhorn is with us. Can't thank you enough fjbunity.org fjbunity.org let me put you on the spot one more time there was a conversation we had recently on these airwaves that got a tremendous amount of attention and frankly I don't think anyone or I should say any forum on this globe would have covered that conversation the way we did I'm referring to the visit uh, by a remarkable group of people led by Rabbi Yehuda Glick did you have an opportunity to hear any of that program that one I'm not sure if I did I have to recommend to you to okay. ple- and this is something that will not be foreign to you because you go to our archives all the time. Sure. <laughs> and people. <laughs> yep. And by the way, another pitch: people should realize that they're accessible at the touch of a button. Uh, all these archives uh, through the NSN app, and of course on our website. Rabbi Glick was here with us that day with Hinam, uh, the organization Hinam. But of course, since he was in our studio, I utilized the opportunity to discuss his incredible devotion to Zionism in Israel, and of course his incredible campaign to save Harabayit. And that, again, as you know, Dr. Hirshhorn, even without having heard the conversation yet, sure. is something that would occur nowhere else but here sure. at JM and the AM. So, sure. Yeah, it's, 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 there, there are some topics that just are not treated in other media, but the medium itself is just the, the voice, the sound, the, 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 the day-to-day, you know, the, uh, the, the ability to have it go in. You're in the car, you're, you're, uh, you're like me, you're out on the bike, or you know, whatever, wherever you are. Yeah, by the now, way, we, with the weather the way it is today, I'm assuming you'll be tuned into the Arab Shabbos uh, program uh, on your bike. I, would guess. I, I already did last night. <laughs> you already did last night. You already heard it. <laughs> so you may catch the Encore presentation at some point today. Yep. One, yep. one of the benefits of being able to schlep us along with you, huh? It's amazing. Just amazing. Well, look, so wherever, yeah, that that is that is another. It really is a, is a totally different dynamic. That obviously that uh, that people who start out in the New York area, you know, are able to take you with them in their pocket wherever they go, um, and uh, and new people find out about it, and uh, and they realize that 
once you make a connection to it, you know, thank God the way the world is today, you never have to let go of it. It's not, it's not something that you have to leave because you left the New York area, you know, or it's something, you know, it's, it's wherever you go. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like your morning coffee, you know, whatever it is, you know, your, your, your creature comforts, the things that are, that are, that are, that are good habits. Uh, you know, JM and AM is a good habit. There you go. Dr. Hirschhorn, I can't thank you enough. By the way, are you aware of the fact that the Efrat Hirschhorns uh, tossed in a donation during this fundraiser? Oh, wonderful. They certainly oh, did. Yeah, my, 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 I'm so happy about that. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, uh, my, my sister, Sharon and Jeff, uh, you know, made Aliyah from Teaneck uh, a number of years back uh, there, and, with my, and my parents live with them in the, in the same house there uh, and, uh, in, in Efrat, and uh, another sister, Kim and Nachum Amsel, you know, that made Aliyah from West Orange uh, a number of years ago. Uh, around, you know, but it basically followed a year later, and uh, and they're in Malaya Dumim, and uh, that's you know it's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear you know, that they, you know, uh, they, I, they gave I, a donation. I, I get a charge out of the fact when you tell me I love listening in New Jersey, but when someone writes love listening to your show here in Efrat, Israel, that really you know that really uh, gets me going. That's amazing that people are tuned in six thousand miles away. So Baruch Hashem. So a big shout out to the Hershords and Efrat. Uh, Dr. Hershorn, thank you. Uh, thank you for your support, for your friendship, and, and in this case, most importantly, for your words. Uh, hopefully more and more people in the, in the last few minutes literally will take the opportunity to uh, uh, to uh, give a donation and support us here at JMNAM. Kola kavod to you, and thank you again. And Nachum, kola kavod to you. And you know I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I, I certainly do. Thank you and Shabbat Shalom. Thank, thank you and Shabbat Shalom. There he is, Dr. David Hershorn. Like I said, not just supporter and friend, greatest cheerleader you'll ever hear for JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. He's in that category of those great cheerleaders that I like to cite. Memorial Day weekend is coming up, but not before we wrap up our fundraiser. We'll get to more of your donations next at JM and the AM. מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום עברנו את פרעות, נעבור גם את זה עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס עברנו את פרעות, נעבור גם את זה אז נצא כולנו יחד לחובות העיר ניקח אוויר
מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. כך אלפי שנים מעטים מורבים, ואין ספר של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד כאן. עוזר שם, עודה לך אבא דואג ואוהב, זה עושה טוב הלב. עודה שם, עודה לך אבא מושלם, נאמן כל הזמן. J.M. and the A.M. We'll keep our uh, Time to Say Good Shabbos theme in the background. We're going to go a little bit into overtime because, thank God, we have people to thank who are supporting us here at J.M. and the A.M. and the Nahum Siegel Network. In our final minutes of the 2018 Spring Fundraiser, yeah, there'll be other opportunities for people to give, but this is our intense annual, till this point, three-day affair where we ask everybody to uh, uh, give their annual donation and support us here at J.M. and the A.M. It's a Friday morning on this era of Shabbos. I want to thank the following people who have donated over the last few minutes at fjbunity.org. And we invite everybody out there to the same website. Go to fjbunity.org and give as generously as you can. I want to thank um, Anna and Mark Freilich, a $100 donation from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. With some very, very kind words about this uh, broadcast. Much appreciated. Miriam Wallach joins me live via telephone. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning again. Good morning again. Uh, so to the Freilichs, we say thank you. That's a $100 donation. Uh, Millie Lebin, a twice high, says thank you so much for your invaluable service that greatly enriches my life and the lives of all of Am Yisrael. Yiyasher kochachem. Thank you, Millie. Thank you. Wow, Millie keeping us humble, huh? Unbelievable. Uh, and also reminding us of the enormity of our mission. To say the least. Merit uh, Hubscher, uh, who says, uh, who's from Livingston, New Jersey, and says, Nachum, thank you so much for all you provide every day for the Jewish community. A 10 times high donation at fjb, fjbunity.org. Beautiful is right. Thank you. Josh and Jennifer Dill are down in Baltimore, Maryland. They have just donated twice high. Thank you, Josh and Jennifer. Uh, Sherry Amster um, has just donated a $100 donation at fjbunity.org. Thank you very much for keeping us going. Rabbi Moshe Snow, always one of our great supporters. A $100 donation. Thank you, Rabbi Snow. Eileen Rothman, a twice-high donation. I thank you for that very, very much. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. That is the um, the website where you could donate. It's a very, very easy, very easy system to donate. And uh, once you donate, we 
see your pledge and your donation practically instantaneously. Miriam Wallach, are you still there? I certainly am. You want to hear what RA Fund says? Go for it. RA Fund writes the following. Enjoy your show every Friday afternoon as we prepare for Shabbat at home in Efrat. Woo! Overlooking Derech Ha'avot, we appreciate the Divrei Torah, Chizuk, and inspiring music. Shabbat Shalom, and here is our 10 times high donation. Thank you so much. You know, Miriam and I had a conversation the other day because uh, it actually... It was uh, a practical conversation about something that was going on. Um, more and more we are learning that because of what's been happening for the last 35 years at JM and the AM, uh, there are people in my audience, in our audience, I'm proud to say, who actually attribute part, if not all, of their desire and their actual action of making Aliyah to JM and the AM. Uh, we've heard mm-hmm. this. We've heard this more than once. Um, yep. So and, and it's amazing. I said to you the other day, I said, could you imagine, because of a specific circumstance we were in, I said, could you imagine if, in fact, we, again, might be responsible for somebody moving to Israel? Uh, and I mentioned this to you, and, um, and again, it was on this topic that uh, is so dear to me of, of having, <laughs> a, thank God, having a profound effect on people enough that they would consider moving to Israel because of uh, the way we discuss Israel. Now I'm saying to myself, Wow. What an unbelievable privilege it is for me, for this network, to have a, a an inspiring effect, as this listener just pointed out, on people living in Israel. People who are much closer to Shabbos than we are, right? During the winter, you could really say it, but even during the summer, they are many hours ahead and much closer to starting their Shabbos. And where are they turning to to get this music and inspiration in Divrei Torah? right here to JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network app uh, or the website, whatever method they're using to listen. And that is just heartwarming. So thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, we should mention, as we say, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at com on the Nahum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. We should mention that Naomi is coming up with a brand-new, fresh edition of Table for Two. Uh, that will follow in just a few minutes when we leave the airwaves. Miriam Alwalik is here as we wind down this uh, uh, this final day of a broadcast. I've asked Matis to call in. He helped me start this fundraiser, and hopefully he'll be able to join us. He hasn't responded yet, but hopefully he'll be able to join us in the next few minutes. If not, I take this opportunity to thank uh, Matis and Mark and Mayor and Mayor and uh, and and everybody, the entire JMM staff, the entire. Nahum Siegel Network staff, Miriam and Yoni and Yigal and Avrami and ZK and everybody who works so hard putting all of this together. When I say all of this, and Miriam, you could attest to this. When I say all of this, it's every little detail of every project we're involved with. And you Absolutely. know, you know, for instance, next week it's the parade. And next week when we and our friends at Aleh present the parade coverage, there are a lot of little details that need to be taken care of. And we have a full staff most of whom are volunteers who are doing all this incredible work and they all 100% and they all need uh-huh. to be they all need to be acknowledged and um, a lot of people like to donate in honor of the incredible effort that our staff makes and that's a good a reason as as any other Absolutely. And I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just don't want to, I know that my time is limited because we are 
we are counting down. I want to thank Yoni Pollock. Yep. I, I, I very much want to thank Yoni Pollock. Not only does Yoni do an enormous job, as well as a rummy, but not only does, does Yoni do an enormous job, but he puts up with the two of us on a daily basis. And I am not saying that to be funny. But um, but oftentimes the the studio shrinks very very quickly when you and I are not on the same page, and so <laughs> I, I, shall we say the walls begin to close. And I just want to thank Yoni not only for his patience and his unbelievable temperament, but for the fact that I mean the man's like Teflon; nothing sticks, nothing bothers him. He just everything slides off. He's he's a pleasure to work with. He's a pleasure to have around, and his work ethic is tremendous. And, and, By the and way, thank him. and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but you're going to love this. Uh, a moment ago, we heard from Ellie Ehrman. Ellie Ehrman is from Chestnut Ridge, and here's what Ellie Ehrman says. He is donating three times high in honor of Nachum and the entire staff for providing excellent Jewish entertainment 24 hours a day. And listen to this. Special mention for Yoni and Seth. Hashtag, we want a daily sports show. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you have no idea how prophetic you were just now in praising him. And, uh, and uh, well, earlier today you mentioned the uh, right. the show. But, uh, yes, a lot of credit to a lot of people behind the scenes doing a lot of cool stuff, including a sports show, believe it or not. Robert Fenichel, uh, who I, I, I believe um, uh, many people might recall, sponsored one of our broadcasts on Cholomoed Pesach. Uh, is back to donate another hundred dollars, and I greatly appreciate that, Jeffrey. Thank Fa- you. Je- thank you very much, Jeffrey Farbowitz. Four times high. Thank you very much. We just mentioned Ellie Ehrman. That was three times high with that special hashtag. Betty Ehrenberg, who has been another incredible cheerleader of ours for decades. Ten times high from Betty. Thank you, Betty Ehrenberg, from all of us here at JMNAM. Gary Lipstein has just donated twice high, and I thank him. And as I said earlier. Mark Weintraub, who seems to be uh, on the listening end of every live lunch we do, <laughs> has donated $100 from Southfield, Michigan, and we give him a special shout-out as we start to close things out this morning here at JM and the AM. I'm just going to check as uh, as uh, I ask you to do one final push just to see if anyone else has checked in at fjbunity.org. Sure. sure. I'd, like to, um, I'd like to also very personally thank and i it is a tradition a lot of traditions for the marathon for the marathon have been uh have been redefined or revisited that's uh that that's been a good move or tabled <laughs> yeah or or tabled sure or you know trashed fine but the one that sh- the one that people seem to miss and and listener devora touched upon this this morning is she was hoping to hear from stacy right the, the annual Stacy Siegel call is a is a mainstay at the marathon, and no, it is not going to work out today. But I want to take this opportunity um, to personally thank Stacy and your kids for um, allowing you to do what you do because they are they are the power, they are the wind beneath your wings, literally, and it is with their understanding and graciousness and commitment that you are able to do what you do. And consequently, I must thank Stephen. I could not, and my kids, I could not do what I'm doing with you and together with our team and the network and our listeners and our supporters, if not for the backbone that I have 
supported by Stephen and um, and my kids. And we know that our families put up with a lot. And I'll I'll extend that to really every every um, uh, spouse and family involved with us because of the support system is so necessary. We joke, and we've joked about this since the start of the Nachum Single Network. Uh, and I'll say we. I used to say it only about you, but I'm going to say we now. Uh, that we work from uh, Havdalah to candle lighting, and it's no joke. It really yep. is no joke. And that, this is not a complaint. It's not a complaint, but obviously if you are always on, and if there's, and this is a lesson I learned from my old boss, Ken Friedman, who was always on because he was general manager of a 24-hour radio station. So there's no such thing as, you know, as a vacation or, or, or sleeping through the night, et cetera. You know, uh, those things get interrupted. Uh, and in this case, um, uh, the same thing, Havdalah to candle lighting time, and obviously, when that's the case, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of family time and other things get compromised. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, a great group of people to thank as we wind down on this Friday morning. By the way, speaking of people to thank, um, speaking of people to thank, uh, Helene Linder has just checked in with a fifty dollar donation. Thank you, Rebecca Clark has just donated. Thank you, Rebecca, and a um, a special uh, a special shout out to Sarah Kasdan who is in Woodmere, New York. You know what I love about this double high donation? I love the message, and you'll like this one as well. Love the program and listening to the clear quality on the app. Doesn't that say it all? No matter where you are in this globe, it's clear quality? It does, because if you were ever a listener from Woodmere Woodmere before, you weren't listening at all. Correct. You couldn't hear us at all. Correct. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. All right, Miriam Wallach, I thank you, and we'll like we thank always say, like we always say, um, uh, Monday morning we're back, even on Memorial Day, um, uh, to just continue this amazing adventure. So everybody have a one, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Enjoy all of our great programming, and uh, I thank you again for joining us and helping me encourage everybody to give today. Thank you, and thank you. We'll see you after Havdalah. And a, sh- <laughs> and a Shabbat Shalom. No joke, folks. Havdalah to candlelighting. <laughs> And there are a lot of industries like that, by the way, and a lot of industries, frankly, in our community because of the nature of our community and all the worthy organizations that are on call 24-7, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a lot of people out there in the community who are 24-7 people and, you know, or, or 24-6 people, depending on the nature of the work, and a lot of Havdalah to candle lighting people because of the work and the uh, the organizations that they're involved with. Um, and frankly, I'm proud to be in that category. And I'm proud that so many people have acknowledged the um, uh, the fact that we are there day and night on a regular basis. Uh, Naomi Nachman is coming up. Uh, any last-minute donations, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, um, if you'd like to contribute. Now, obviously, as we always say, that website is always available every day of the year. And at the top of the page... On a regular day, not on a day like today, but on a regular day, there are sponsorship opportunities where you can go ahead at any point during the year and acknowledge someone's yard site, um, a pledge and uh, support, and dedicate a portion of our show in memory of somebody, in honor of somebody, uh, for someone's birthday, anniversary, whatever the case may be. And um, you could do all of that if you just click on fjbunity.org and go to the top of the page where it says sponsorship opportunities. So that's open all year round. There'll be days during the year. I'm already targeting the final Friday of June and other days uh, before Rosh Hashanah, etc. There'll be days during the year where we're going to be heavily encouraging people uh, to contribute and be part of this um, and not to be left out. 
And But we are trying, as you saw this week, and this is perfect evidence this week, we are trying very hard not to belabor everybody with a uh, one-week or two-week affair uh, with intense fundraising, but literally keep our programming going the way we did today with Malcolm Honlan and Rabbi Yudin. Really, the only intense fundraising we've done is like in the last 40 minutes or so. That's about it. Other than that, we, um, that we have been able to maintain our program. Yesterday, we had guests on the air all through the show, uh, which I am proud of. They were able to maintain our format and uh, what we uh, offer our community uh, every single day. So in these last couple of minutes, literally, um, as I wait to just see if Matis can check in with us and uh, give us a, uh, a Shabbat Shalom and a Mazal Tov for everybody that helped us this week, um, I ask all of you, if you haven't yet donated, uh, please make sure to do so. And um, if it doesn't happen today or this morning, it could happen anytime, as I mentioned and uh, we are proud that uh, we are here every single day, and therefore the opportunity to support us every single day is here as well in the form of the website uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And um, all right, I think that'll do it. I will, I will thank Matis very, very much. We thank the entire staff, and they deserve it. But without uh, Matis and uh, Yigal... Um, really the backbone of the uh, preparation for this fundraiser with our mailing, etc. Um, none of this would be possible. So I thank those of you who've donated today. I thank those of you who are going to be donating through the mail. I thank those of you who will be heading to fjbunity.org at some point uh, to donate and pledge and maybe even take advantage of the sponsorship opportunities where you could sponsor a Bayudin or sponsor a morning chizuk or sponsor an entire jam they broadcast whatever it is you wish uh that can be done on any regular day throughout the year um just by going to fjbunity.org our brothers and sisters in israel we are with you it's your favorite america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web nachomsegel.com on the nachomsegel network and of course on the beloved nsn app And the final uh, donation of the morning is a wonderful and generous one in honor of uh, Daniel, twins uh, David and Yonatan, and Ayelet. Gene Berkovich has donated a 10 times high donation to us here at the JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, and we thank you very much for that. Thank you to all of our donors. Our commitment is to be here every single day including all day today with Naomi Nachman next, and then Mark Zamek with the Arab Shabbos Show, brought to you by Kedem with Harry Rothenberg and the and the um, uh, Parsha blog, the uh, Parsha vlog, I should say, and our Arab Shabbos mix brought to you by the wonderful people like Kedem. Tomorrow night with Avrami and Saturday Night Siegel. Matis Sunday with JM Sunday. I'll be here Monday on Memorial Day. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Great weekend, everybody. And thank you again. Till Monday, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.